all day for this. Like, I'm planning. I'm planning 2023. You, you got a job? No. What I'm job? doing right now? Welcome back to Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai. Uh, 921. Yeah. Episode 921. If you guys are listening from Burbank, it looks amazing. Kind of, kind of jealous. Yeah, FOMO. Um, you, no. You, you None. No, Zero. But you said you're jealous. Yeah, like it looks awesome. It looks visually appealing. Okay. You don't, you don't want to be there though. No, I, I, I'm I'm loving my current state. I'm I'm getting a little bit Florida? more routine in my life, and even more so like financial routine. So today I set up automatic payments into Robinhood for uh, dollar cost averaging into dividend stocks, and it was like, hey! yeah, Ooh, like making it. so many noises today. This like young it. this young man, and it just feels nice. You know how like when you do that first workout, it's like I'm. On the path to compounding good habits. I don't know anything about the first workout. I agree. But for example, you eat your Chick-fil-A without the bun. It feels good because you're investing in your future self. So what I did was I invested in my future self. And I have like these dividend paying stocks that Verizon being one of them we've talked about. And it's 50 bucks every month. But it felt good. So one to look at for you today is um, Camping World. Camping world. Camping world. And Newell Brands. NWL is a stock ticker. Good earnings, but gave a bad forecast for next quarter. It is a car icon company. Um, they own things like Sharpie, you know, very it's like it's like hobby adjacent, right? You know, you sign your autographs, which you know, Sharpie Rubbermaid, you know, the storage containers and stuff. It's a conglomerate type of thing. Then magical, uh, magical lo- locomotive. <laughs> Do they own those Poyos Hermanos as well? The Poyos, that would be great. That would be great. The Poyos Hermanos. The scene I was watching was when they just blew up the lab and it killed Gus. Oh, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Tio Hector. Camping World's a good one because the dividend's up around 9%, 9 and change. And so uh, I actually added some to my portfolio today, this morning. Um, and Newell, Newell Brands, NWL, that's another one. They're down. They were down like seven percent in the morning. I'm sure they'll come back by the end of the day. It's an overreaction. They they own Contigo, which is my favorite. Company yeah, the, the 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 drink holder. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. A lot of good brands. A lot of good brands. Um, and you know, with the with the with the pullback in stock price today, I think the dividend's probably around seven percent. It was in the six, mid sixes, um, and now it's probably back over seven. The stock, the dividend changes. Yeah, the the percent of the dividend changes. The you know the yield on the dividend changes. The dividend itself is usually it's the same. They'll announce what a quarterly dividend is and they can change it quarterly or yearly or whatever it is. But the yield on the dividend changes based on the stock price. You know how to calculate a dividend yield, right? So if a stock is at a hundred dollars and they pay a $5 dividend per year, that's a 5% dividend. But if the stock drops from hundred to 50 and it's still a $5 dividend, that's a 10% dividend. It doubles the yield on it because the, the stock is now half the price and it's still yielding the same dividend. So would you want to be in high dividend yield stocks that are volatile or would you want ones like Verizon that basically doesn't move in price? So utilities are, are if you're looking for constant um, investment um, you know, uh, payouts, utilities are great because they are pretty steady. They are going to generate enough free cash flow where your dividend is usually safe. When you're investing in dividend stocks, you're not looking for significant price appreciation in the stock. You're looking for the stability of that income. That comes out either some of them do it monthly, most quarterly. Um, yeah. But if you have volatility in the stock, that also usually would uh, threaten the safety of the dividend. 
So yeah, you want less volatility in the share price and you want to know that that free cash flow, that revenue is going to be there so that the dividend is safe. You have to look at the free cash flow um, in the earnings and make sure that their the payout ratio is not too high when you're doing this stuff. Like a payout ratio, um, you know, I was looking at Camping World it's about fifty percent, which is very safe. But they're they're forecasting bad earnings for the, the coming year because they're expecting recession. Most most are, are forecasting you know worse earnings. But even if the bad earnings um, report is true and they hit the bad earnings that they think they're going to do. The, the 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 payout ratio is still only like sixty eight percent, so it's still safe. You don't want to get up to like eighty percent. You don't want to be paying out so much of your revenue in dividends because then your dividend is threatened and the safety of it is threatened. Um, one of the companies that I mentioned to you, VFC, VF Corp, they own Supreme and the other brands I told you about. Uh, believe it or not, they actually just cut their dividend yesterday. So, what what does that do to the stock? Usually, it makes it go down because people like you who are looking for income. Um, you know, and they're looking for, um, you know, the stock to pay them out. They were at six and change percent. The dividend is now like 4%. Uh, and the stock was down because of that, because now, you know, that dividend is something that people who are investing in the stock were looking for. You guys did not tune in to listen to this today, but it's well, fun. I'm, trim it? I'm trimming the fat. So do you want to do sell, sell or hold? Sure. We could do sell or hold. We could talk about the Super Bowl. Um, are sell we live? Did we, did we go like live, live, live? Is there anybody there? Yeah, millions of, pe millions of Guys, people. Guys, if you're watching. out there, I can't watch because I'm not on the YouTube channel. Andrew is on the YouTube you channel. You can't present and watch. That I, makes no, sense. That I checks out. I can't see it. I can. Of I'm course. on. I'm on the different. I'm on a different app. Right. You have the YouTube up. I. I don't. Um. So anyway, if you if you're on there and you can see me and you're live, ask questions. I'd love to answer questions. I even have a mail day for you guys. If you want me to open a little mail day here, I can. I can how, how much time have you budgeted for this? This entertainment. Hey, hey, but I mean, listen, I could carry us for three hours if you want. And that's the best part about this hobby. It doesn't make a difference. I can just talk. I love this hobby. Even There's when I have a bad week, talk about. there is, but there There's is literally the, nothing. So, so how about this? I'm going to ask you a question. I got a DM the is other not, day. Is it another genius question of what was Kevin Durant feeling when he woke up in Phoenix? Like, wh what am I even supposed to answer? Sorry, Cage. I had a great. I had a great answer to the Kevin Durant because um, you're always in your feelings in in uh, on the sports card nonsense show that I was on yesterday, guys. You asked that. yourself the same question you asked me on. Sports no, they card asked nonsense. me a question and I answered it. So here, so here you go, guys. You ready? I have a question for Andrew. Okay, and I'll try to keep it short. Already too late. As I open my I open my mail here. Okay, are you afraid? <laughs> He's, so I'll give you the background because you don't like my short question. I, I am shocked how I've been able. I, I I woke up proud because what the fuck does that mean? I got a DM from one of our listeners, a regular listener, who said that the fear in your voice and in your mannerisms in the episode the other day was so obvious about how afraid of the market and afraid of the hobby you are. And I think you capped it with like, thank you, Beckett, that, that episode. And okay. Thank you. Are for you afraid? Very afraid. Very afraid. Please, please. Because there are people out there who are probably also are afraid and they want to hear that from you. It's, a, it's actually it's a actually, genius topic. It's actually please. a great question. Thank you for that. Uh, dude, I'm very afraid. Um, I woke up today thinking like so there's two motivators. There's pain and pleasure. Thank you for going on mute. Cause you're pretty annoying. Uh, 
<laughs> as he gets a soda. Wow. Dude, you open your mail and you open your soda. You're really excited. I have an itch that. over here too, but I'll, I'll uh, very afraid. Very afraid because one, this is now that I'm like 33 years old, I'm self-sufficient. I have to live on my own. I have to pay bills. My expenses have gone up in life. So there's the personal, like independent finance that I'm worried about. I'm also worried for our partners. Like we work with Beckett, we work with whatnot, right? We work with PWCC. I understand the cyclicality of the hobby. And I understand that the way businesses, business has maybe gone the last two years, it might not go the same way for them. And how can we be a supportive partner? How can we help them through that? And the fear part is when times are good, everybody's winning. But when times are not so good, there's more adversity and you don't know how people both emotionally handle it, like our partners, how they're going to handle that and how the whole hobby is going to handle it. So I'm very afraid. I try and I haven't done a great job at it, but I try to channel fear into productive action. I like, okay, I'm afraid that I'm not going to have enough money. Right. So how do I think through it strategically so that I could think three, four, six months down the road so I could kind of get that off my list. Right. Does that mean selling some cards? Right. Even the cards that you maybe love so much. Okay. Well, it'll give me peace of mind for the next six months to operate. So, very afraid, trying to be an adult and channel the fear into productive action. And I think it's naive and foolish not to be afraid because if you kind of look back economically, we've rode a really good market, maybe one of the best markets in history for 14 years. And that's unsustainable. And many people, if you're like me, thought that this recession would happen sooner if it wasn't for the printing of money and low interest rates that kind of kept things going. So I'm very afraid. And then there's the family and my sister just got a job out of college. So there's that element too. So is your fear about the short-term future of the hobby specifically? So you're pivoting money out of the hobby in the short term, meaning cards, meaning you know, I mean, the hobby is a broad definition taking modern cards out. What would you, so, so I guess I'll, I'll phrase it a different way. If there are people listening who have now heard what you yeah, just said. My fear is of the unknown mm -hmm. and being as prepared as I can for the unknown. So the unknown is like hypothetically with our podcast, it's what if we have no sponsors and how do we take care of our, our team that works for us? And just in general, how do I live off of that? Right? So you need that budget of, okay, well, this is how much my expenses are every month for the business. This is how much my personal expenses. Weed. So huh? I said weed. Weed is, dude, weed's expensive, man. I know. It's personal expenses. <laughs> rent, car. Yeah, rent, rent. Weed before rent. Groceries. I hope Smoke not. in your car. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, sure. What was your question? <laughs> What do you tell somebody else who's sitting out there with their collection, right? Who is in the same spot as you? Somebody who came in the last couple of years. Is it and, – and, guys, this is not you have to run out and do what Andrew says. This is a point counterpoint show. And this is a you know, question for Andrew, though. Correct. So, But but what I'm telling you out doing. there is this is exactly just what Andrew was doing. Exactly right, right? So, I mean, if Andrew jumps off a bridge, guys, doesn't mean you got to jump off a bridge, too. But – but it is important to get an insight into the mind of this young man because I have a feeling a lot of people are having the same type of thoughts that you are. You know, I think you have to know your temperament. I'm someone who really struggles under stress. Like I like um, the stress of a big soccer game. Love it. But I hate the stress of like not having enough money to pay, pay for bills. 
I don't like that stress. That's not a stress. That's not a creative place to be. Like if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like fighting for survival. So if you're fighting for survival and you have that my temperate temperament, which is a warrior, I'm selling cards to have an extra cushion. So that if things get hard, if I can't, because I just remember three months ago when it was really hard to sell cards. And this may be head fake that we talked about. It's an opportunity for me to get a little bit of a, kind of like a, a, a little bankroll, so to speak. And the cards I'm selling are cards that I can get back. So I'm very conscious about the cards that I'm letting okay. go. Of. Like, like one of them is uh, this Jordan Beam team, which I really like this card. And I wanted a BGS 9.5 slab. Um, but it's a card I know I could get back. Correct. I can I can find a beam team card. So that's how I'm thinking through it. I love it. I mean, and it's and it's valid. And part part of what was you know unlayered there, but I'm sure you guys got it out there listening, is the type of selling that's being done now, that liquidity to get rid of these at prices that are reasonable, even at a slight loss, was not there a couple of months ago. Yeah. It's there now. Now that it may be there because the hobby's on an upswing and it's very possible that these items are going to continue to go up. It may be there because like previous Januaries and Februaries, we've seen a little bit of a run, a little bit of a happiness in the hobby, a little positivity. Record prices seem to be in this quarter. If you look more, back- More, last, more dollars going around. More dollars. So Andrew is not of the belief that this is just the start of a run up and that he could take these Michael Jordan beam teams and sell them in April, May, June, for more, he says, I'm going to take this liquidity now and sell into it. I, I, I like it. don't think that we're in the same uh, 2020, 2021, where there were speculative opportunities. I really, I just don't think that they're there. I think even if you get on a guy like Cam Thomas, what you see is there's so many different cards of his. So when the prism of Zion went ballistic in January 2020, that was the card to go after. It wasn't select or optic. That wasn't even out. Those products weren't out. Everyone went after Prism. Now it's it's very hard to speculate. I, like I said that yesterday, I don't think it's a speculator's market. Long term speculation has always been there, buying into like Bowman baseball, but that is like a year over year, multi year hold. You know, if you if you were a Jason Dominguez buyer last year when he was batting, you know, below the Mendoza line in the minors, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, you know what, I'm going to take a gamble on him. And now he just got invited to spring training. And if he lights it up at spring training and there's rumors about him maybe making the big league squad out of spring training, all of a sudden you are going to turn that into something. You're assuming that, though. But the market's down 40%, 50%. And that's you could be right and wrong. That's the issue. So, and, and let's talk about that because, you know, I've been victim of that myself. And so have you. And you've gotten to see some of that. Even when you make all the right moves, if you're making those right moves while the market is on a downswing, I made some good moves on my loss. And the way I thought about it this morning when I woke up was it was a win, even though it was a loss. Because yeah. by making the moves that I did, it could have been a bigger loss, a significantly bigger loss. So, I mean, there's different ways to kind of, you know, I guess rationalize things. But That's what Andrew exactly just said how is, I thought about your, your play as well. Well, let's see if it gets paid. But you're, you're, it's a great point to layer on. And he may be dead wrong, guys. But it's, it's a conversation worth having. And it's a conversation that many people won't have because we hear hobby optimism. We see pelvic movements of influencers. We see all kinds of dances and and be positive and look at the trade night. I've been up since six in the morning. Look at that. Look at all people here. And that's great. I mean, I'm optimistic about the hobby. I will be here. You guys, March 9th, I'll be at the Brigandi Collector's Night. We're going to be at Mint. 
I'll be here in five years, 10 years, 20 years, as long as the Chick-fil-A doesn't get my heart, you know, before then. But as long as the hobby will have me, I'll be here. That said, it's valuable to have these kind of conversations that we're having because I know people are thinking it, right? The hobby was never 2020 before and may never be that again. And that's okay. It's important to have conversations about what we think the hobby might be in the short term, all right? recession will be quarter four summer there'll be a flood of cards entering the market says dennis zender and that's another person's opinion who has some some insight into the financial markets but it's a great point to layer on top of what andrew's saying because he's finding liquidity now he's selling into strength something we've talked about many times on the show and if dennis is right and andrew is right the type of cards that he's selling now there are buyers for at a certain level the thought is that those cards that he has if the markets get bad, overall markets you're talking now, you're talking about macroeconomic picture. If in a quarter or two, more people need money and they didn't take the advance step that Andrew's taking now, he doesn't necessarily need it now, but he wants to have that cushion, was what he said. You would find yourself in three, four or five months selling the same cards as everyone else while everyone's trying to sell and no one's trying to buy. I was thinking about something yesterday. It was a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And the way I kind of like the aha was to me, like wisdom is knowledge contextualized to you, right? So all of the advice that you just in general hear, it's, it's one dimensional, but you have to learn, I think in life, how to apply it to yourself, knowing your own personality. Like I would never want to go through selling into weakness in my life again, if I could not, maybe I got better prices, but the stress of it was so not fun. Like worrying if things get paid, I would rather sell an item and know it's getting paid tomorrow than sell it for even more, but have to worry and be uncertain if it is getting paid. And I, I didn't enjoy that. It speaks to the liquidity of this as an asset. It's it's a tide. It goes in and out like a tide, right? Correct. Now I'm still collecting guys. Wow. Another wrapping. I have to get out of here. I have to unwrap this and I'll show you guys what I got here. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, it is a, I think it's a valuable conversation to have. I really do because I don't think you're hearing it anywhere else. Honestly, I don't think you're hearing this anywhere else because it doesn't. It's not a self-serving thing. You know, we wanna we wanna get as many sponsors as we can. We wanna get as many listeners as we can. We wanna rah rah siskumba. You know, we wanna hey, let's go hobby. And the hobby's gonna be here. Collectors gonna be here. You name it. But I mean, it is a valuable thing. It is risk management, right? It, it's kind of what we do talk about here. And it's, it's also the oxygen mask on the plane. Like I can't rah rah if I don't feel that I'm taken care of, right? So it's like the what do they say about the oxygen mask? Like if you take care of yourself first and then put it on someone else. So someone else out there might have done extremely well the last three years, and they are singing. They they said ecosystem as we say. They are singing rah rah. This is the best hobby in the world. That that's the group. That's the symbiosis of it. You know what hobby needs? Hobby What's needs a, hobby needs a superhero. Superhero. What is that? 1992 Cage. That's hilarious. Honestly, he has he has your frame. Cage. He has your frame. <laughs> so you got a little cage, a little Marvel cage. Show it, show it again. Kind of thunder thighs, no? I mean, more heavy up top, more shoulders, more shoulders. He's he's like a big shoulder, a big shoulder, shoulders and thighs. thighs. Yeah, shoulders and thighs. Yeah, that's me. 100. percent That's it's Cage. I mean. Love it right there. So we got a little cage mail day today. Can't beat it. That's collecting. You had that card, James. I love it. 
there you go. I love it. I mean, I have quite a few of them. I signed one for Jerry Petre. You know, I signed, it is. And by the way, Dennis, I appreciate that because you can come in and talk about how there might be a recession, how it might impact prices and how there'll be a flood of cards. But you also will layer in it's a good time to be a collector. And by the way, Dennis hosts the, the collector series under the Luca Nation uh, banner. Great series. Some really great people Next on there. Next two guests are Reckless and then Shyway Vlogs. That's going to be hilarious. Um, Jeremy will be a heavy lift because that's what he does. And Shyway Vlogs, enjoy the train ride, my friend. It's going to be fun. Liquid cards will be hitting the market. But the key as a collector is catching some of the rarer cards that folks picked up during pandemic. For new collectors, this will be a tremendous time. Andrew's response is TLDR. That was a very long comment. He had me read it for us. He's absolutely right, though. Like, during this time is when people picked up the right cards for the wrong reasons, so they sell them, and you might be able to get them cheap uh, if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Ziggy. That's what I'm saying. What's up, Ziggy? How you doing, man? This is the guy. This is the guy. So I mean, you go live and you find you find a couple of fun so, folks to get in the comments. Shoot. To me, I it's been obvious all year. Mahomes is the great. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Are you having any cold feet? What's your prediction? What are your thoughts about the Super Bowl? They're underdogs now, I think by a point and a half. Yep. So that's right. Um, 60% of the money on the Eagles. I got to tell you, man, I see this game. It's funny. Uh, I'm like Dr. Strange telling Tony Stark, there's a million ways it could go. And there's one way. There's only one way that we beat Thanos, who's the strongest person in the universe. And if we, if it all breaks, there's that one way where they win and they won. I think that there's only one way Jalen Hurts wins this. Every other game flow scenario that I can come up with is a Chiefs win. And can I and guess it? Shoot, please R- run the ball and get a lead. Like well, if 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 they are smart, they're not kicking the ball off to Mahomes. If they receive, they gotta receive. If Kansas City receives and they kick it to the Eagles, that's dumb, right? If you go back and watch this season, and Hurts has had a great season, he has never really been asked to be in the fourth quarter in a close game or behind and throw his team back into the game. They've always relied on defense and running and his legs and being ahead. Um, They've given up points to certain teams. They've given up points to teams that don't have the offense that Kansas city has. So I believe that the game flow that I see is I don't see the Eagles having the ability to keep up on offense with the chiefs and I don't think Hertz is the guy who can throw them back into a game. That's the problem. That is that that's the problem I see and why I think the Chiefs win this game 99 out of 100 times. However, Eagles get the ball, long drive, keep Mahomes on the bench, drive down there with run game, short throws, Hertz running the ball, and they limit the possessions, and it stays a back and forth kind of game. And the Eagles defense maybe makes one play, two plays. And it's close. I can see the Eagles winning that as long as they're not relying on Hurts to throw them into it. I, I agree with the premise. Like if they play, like if they realistically play ten times, Eagles would win two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, are you ready for the Eagles wins this year? Because I'm not like usually when teams. Of course are, I am. I was the one who beginning of the season said they had the easiest schedule in the world, right? I mean they did. Usually when people talk about incredible defenses going into the Super Bowl, they have pedigree of like. This Ravens defense stopped Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady this year. Yep. 
Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers with an injured quarterback, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants, Giants, 49ers. Name one quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers that's that that defense has faced. Aaron Rodgers without his weapons in a year where he was. Yeah. Listen, and, and the Giants put up some points on them in one of the matchups. The Commanders put up some points on them. D- uh, Dallas put up some points on them. Indy should have beaten them. So they have been vulnerable. The biggest thing that I saw out of them, and keep in mind, I'm going to tell you a positive and then immediately pull the rug out from this team, okay? The 49ers defense is an impressive defense, a very impressive defense, one of the top defenses in the league. And the Eagles' offensive line, the trenches, the Jason Kelsey, the offensive linemen, they pushed around the 49ers, okay? They they moved the ball. They ran the ball. Miles Sanders, they ran the ball with Scott. They ran the ball with Hurts if they needed to, not until the end of the game. But they controlled that one. And that defensive front seven of the Niners is their strong suit. They're much better than Kansas City's defense. That is where I would say the Eagles would have an advantage. But here's the thing. They didn't really do it in the first half. And by the time the second half rolled around, the Niners' defense was on the field the whole time. Because the, the Niners' offense was three and out every time because they couldn't throw. So you weren't getting the best. You were getting a gassed version of them. And, it, you know, it, I think it's, it was, it's kind of one of those things where I think the Eagles are getting a little more credit than they deserve for what they did to the Niners. So, you know, it's easy to say that. Give them the credit and then yank it away. The point this, is has been the, this is the most confident Super Bowl I've ever had in my lifetime, which is very scary. They're underdogs, though. They're underdogs. They, I so, think for all the wrong reasons. I think because I think of right. Bec- I, I think that the Eagles haven't been battle tested, and I'm not sure you want to be battle tested in a game like this versus a veteran coach, a veteran quarterback, veteran tight end, a veteran D-line, who I all think that they're the best at their position. The Chiefs defense is not very good. They're, they're terrible, but they've always been terrible. That's the, the one thing, right? That's the one thing. Um, you know, I love – Kelsey in this game. I think Kelsey, any prop on Kelsey is the way to go. The whole Chiefs defense is terrible. Is like uh, it's 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 people, it's known. It's not a surprise. So they could only surprise to the upside. Okay. Defense wins championships. The since NFL, what, you can when? have you can have an opportunistic defense. You can have uh, you can have a middle of the road defense. Basketball will win championships, a hundred percent. Which, if we're pivoting now to the Phoenix Suns, the one thing that concerns me about them is their defense is for for a run to the championship. Their defense is not not the best. They have Aiton in there. Uh, Durant might play some defense. One of the things that you impressed upon me last season when you were making your predictions were that the two teams in the finals were the two top defensive teams in the NBA. The Warriors and the Celtics were one and two in team defense. And you can go back and look at the teams that make the finals. They're almost always a top five defensive team against a top five defensive team. Your defense matters. And I think the Suns are going to have problems there. It, it's Cavs in the last 10. If, you, if people are wondering the best defense in the last... The, the Cavs are doing some really interesting stuff. And, and letting Kevin Love go is, is going to be interesting because... He honestly is a terrible defender, and he's pretty washed up. 
Uh, Cavs last 10 are the best defense in the NBA. And a really interesting constructed team with two like twin towers, like kind of Tim Duncan, David Robinson with it, really good playmakers on either side. So you could kind of isolate in Garland and Spider. Uh, but no, I've, I've thought about the Suns. Um, the Suns are screwed, man. It, it's funny. I said the Suns were one event away from unraveling. I didn't realize that event would be Kevin Durant. <laughs> because we'll see. We'll see. Well, well, the issue is they have Durant, Aiton, Chris Paul, and then Booker. And then they gave away the, the rotation players that they need in Cam and Burgess. So who – Damian Lee, like they don't have anybody else from 5 through 10. And 5 through tough. 10 is – that whole second, the second team that comes in. Remember we talked about it. That whole bring in Westbrook. Third. Yeah, bring in Westbrook. bring in Westbrook. Now, now bring in Westbrook. That, now, now, that's it's fun. now it's a championship. Bring in Westbrook. Now it's a championship. Let's go. It's a big deal, dude. I mean, <laughs> they campaign, but campaign. I don't know. Yeah. No. I okay. So Super Bowl, you're you're all in on the Chiefs. So I've been all in on the Chiefs from from the first so first. Is there anything you can do from a card collecting standpoint now? If you believe the Chiefs are going to win, is it buy Mahomes or Mahomes is too expensive? Is no, it? I'm, I'm betting on this game. Oh, I'm you're gonna you put you put some money on it. It's way better value than any card at this time. I'm actually selling my Mahomes. Okay. I finally got it cleared. It's it's now officially my card again. Such a what incredible feeling. Who knew? Vaulting. <laughs> what a crazy business. Yeah, I mean, listen. This is part of it's part of part of the hobby, part of the hobby. Everybody get vaulting. It's like Jesse in season five when uh, Todd <laughs> has him cooking. Yeah, those Pinkman. are your cards. That's it. These are yours, Pinkman. <laughs> this is yours, Todd. What a oh man, what a horrible character. Um, and he was so good in in uh, what was it uh, Friday Night Lights? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen. It, it's uh, I love this weekend. I don't. What food should I get? I'm hosting myself and one other family. I bought a box of score Al? football cards. Yeah, I bought a box of score football cards for my son and <laughs> such a dick. My son and his daughter to open. Just you know, score. I don't think there's anything great in there. Um, I sent out today a box to the winner of the LeBron. Uh, you know, guess who's going to be closest in the golden auctions? Twelve grand away, Maddie Sarno. So you're getting your box, nice. um, you know, priority mail should be there early next week. I'm trying to think what the heck else we got for this guy. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, listen, we're, we're, I got to tell you, man, the hobby's been through this kind of stuff, but maybe never the way that it has been in the last couple of years. You know, the, the run up, the amount of money and excitement and craziness that was baked in, it's reasonable for it to kind of have one of these, you know, reset, you know? Who knows if there's a reset? This is just my person. People could be coming back from Burbank saying that this was the best show ever and cards were flying off the shelves and there's so many kids and, you know, like. There's definitely cards you can get for kids now. I, I bought a box of score today for 50 bucks. That's great. Score is that what Ian's ripping tonight? Tonight he will rip. I bought a soccer box and an Allen and Ginter baseball box. So I'll save the football until the Super Bowl. He could open it with his friend. What food should you get? Yeah, what food should you get? Have you had Princeton pizza in New York? I have. I had pizza last night. It was overrated. International International Pizza Day. Overrated Princeton pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, New York pizza. It's pretty good almost everywhere. And you know what? If I'm here, if I'm in the city, 
I got a New York, authentic New York slice at Sbarro, just like Michael Scott. Um, no? <laughs> have you had John's on Bleecker? John's on Bleecker. I, I have had John's on Which Bleaker. Prince or John's on Bleecker? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Of, of those two, I think John's on Bleecker is better. Uh, but there's actually better pizza places right around there. The best pizza that I've ever had in New York is in Staten Island. It's a place called Danino's. Danino's. You have to pay cash. It's D-E-N-I-N-O. Um, and it's across the street from the first Ralph's Italian Ices. So you eat your pizza, you go across the street, you get some Italian Ices, a very Staten Island thing. I think if you look the pizza place up, it is in like the top 10 pizza places yeah. in New York and stuff like that, probably. Um, hey, Three, Gary. 2,000 reviews. 4.6 stars for New York. That's incredible. I mean, it's a, it's a great pizza, but I'm telling you, you got to bring cash. Like you can't, you have to pay the cash. Jeez, it's a oh bar no. and it's got, a, it's got a pool table. It's like very unsuspected. They've expanded it because it obviously got a, a great uh, reputation, but good, good stuff. Out of top three fights. So one fight my dad and I would have at the cafe would be menu items, but top three is, should we allow everybody to pay cash? Or should you say like, you could only pay cash under $5. Biggest fight. I, I said, make let anyone pay you in the easiest form possible. Cash. I bought pizza th- this week for lunch, uh, Tuesday, at a place called Vito's Slices and Ices in the city near my office. You fired and Vito and he opened this Very, exactly. It's funny. I, I, I always take a picture of it. I said this. Very good slice. Good pepperoni. Uh, good mushroom slice. I tried a bunch of different things just to see my first time eating there. You know, I tried a couple of different slices. Um good slices they charged me four percent on top of my stuff because i was using a credit card so a four percent fee for using a credit card can be pretty crazy that. right a couple slices of pizza and four percent added on it's pretty crazy businesses right? are struggling new york businesses are struggling gotta make 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 one percent back but i mean it was listen like i said good pizza not the best pizza i ever had but it was good you know um so let's see what about ordering chick-fil-a on Saturday and then reheating it. I think Chick-fil-A is overrated. I think Chick-fil-A's <laughs> brand is better than its food. Its food's good, but its, it's brand is impeccable. It's a bulletproof brand in today's so society. One of our partners from Beckett, I texted him last night and I said, hey, how's Burbank looking? Sent me their setup. Looks amazing, guys. Go stop by the Beckett in setup. In and out is double overrated. And in and out. It, you know, so they got the same picture. Yeah. In and out is, is and terrible. Out. I've never had it. Never. Never once tried it. Because it's not here. You don't travel. You're a homebody. No, I listen. Like I said, I've stayed in the Hard Rock. There's one right across the street. But you know, I got detoured because also across the street, there's a very good lunch place called Experiment Rhino. So I went there for lunch instead of In and Out. Um, and then I was trying to get Burbank is in Cal- California, not in Vegas. But, but I'm just telling you, I've had opportunities to have. Yeah, but you're work. not. You're not going to get a good. It's like a good In and Out in Vegas. No, I mean. No, is, it, is it the same? By the no. way, there are some Vegas people listening to this right food. now who would tell you you go to Vegas specifically for the in and out No, no way. But, but that doesn't make sense. Well, maybe you go to Vegas specifically for the – Guys in the live, I know you're getting what I'm saying. Oh, gotcha. Stupid. <laughs> Come on. Your best friend. Bro, in and out is amazing. Mitch. Mitchy. Mitchy the kid. Mitchy the kid. If we're going to be fair – I think we probably everything is amazing, uh, but okay. like no, like actually amazing. Like we have to have standards, and <laughs> no, like what do they call it? Animal style? 
You get the yeah, in and out animal. That sounds like an order I would order. Like I tried that at Chick-fil-A once. I said, can I get a Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich animal style? And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. I figured I'd try it. No, it didn't work. Didn't work at all. Nope. No good. Kelsey. Kelsey's receptions, guys. Got you thinking that? Well, I was going to ask you, Kelsey TD? Kelsey, anytime TD. Parlay it with Kelsey's receptions, his yards. Hurts, he's going to have to run the ball. Hurts his yards on the ground. He's going to have to do it. He's going to have to try to make plays with his legs. That's what I think is going to happen there. I think either way the game flow goes, if they are up, it's because he's using his legs to make plays. If they are down, I don't think he has faith in him throwing the ball and he's going to try to pick up third downs. Try to he don't hurts throwing. Like he obviously had a pretty good year. Is it because of his shoulder? He's Well, the shoulder is, is hurt, so that's definitely a huge part of it. And he never he never was tested to do it when there were – he may surprise the shit out of everyone and be uh, Mike Francesa over here. You know, Mike and the Mad Dog, people compare us to, to those two guys all the time. He used to call Philip Rivers a window thrower. He's like, Philip Rivers, he's a window thrower. He can throw the ball in a window. You know, you got to put the ball as an NFL coach. You got to put it in a window. He's a window thrower. Okay. And I don't – I've never seen Hertz put the ball in a window. I've never seen him. It's fourth quarter. You know, there's coverage. You know they have to throw. You know they have to move the ball downfield. The defenders are covering. He's putting – he throws he a good 50 Precise throws under pressure. He throws a good 50-50 ball. That's not going to get it done in the fourth quarter coming from behind. It did for the it did for uh, the Giants versus Brady, which is still the craziest thing ever. Um, the, the helmet catch. Stop so saying the, the helmet the, catch. Vegas does have some of the best chefs in the world. But they're probably not at In and Out, Mitch. The- <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, are you enjoying the show? Are you enjoying California? I mean, this guy. Uh, uh, I want to go out there. Andrew started the show off talking about Burbank and how it looked awesome, but he's not jealous. He's not there. I am. Got I got so many messages. Are you here? I'm buying cars. Where are you? I'm not there. I you know I have regrets for not going. I, I think I just gotta start going to every show because the shows look awesome. They really do. Uh when's Philly, man? When's the Philly show? March twelfth. All right, so we'll do that. Right? Maybe you're gonna go home see the fam and go to Mitch or go to uh the fam. Show? That's uh, are you I'm I'm actively trying not to see the fam. All right, so come here and hang out here. See my fam. I got a couch. Nah. All right. You don't, no I mean, more sleeping on couches either. Fuck that. You can have Ian's bed. He doesn't sleep in it anyway. He likes to sleep with me. Yeah. It's, it's in a good bed. It's, 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 nah. All right. I'm getting – that's another. 2023, I'm saying no way more. Your prerogative. There are plenty of people in the chat who will come and hang out and sleep in Ian's bed. I do Friday rips too. You guys can open cards with Ian. It's a lot of fun. And then we'll drive down to the Philly show. It's a short little hop, skip, and a jump over. Maxie's going to be there. Tyrese Maxie. Maxie's that dude. I, I like Maxie a lot. All right. Well, listen. So there's your Super Bowl. Andrew says it is clear. Take all of your cards, sell them. Then sell blood, semen, and anything else you can get a dollar for and put it on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Please he says it's that. the easiest bet that he has seen in a long time. 34-17, I think, was the final that he gave. Yeah. 38 do that. I, I, I think that's a good bet, but I, I don't I don't want to feel guilty, you know? You don't feel – you would feel guilty? If other people lost, yeah, and I, I steered them the wrong way. All right. Listen, I got to tell you, if people are getting their betting uh, advice from this Friday live show, 
I don't know what to tell them. I don't know, not screw them, but you know, I mean, you isn't the do your own research? Is that the story oh, there? For sure. By the way, guys, next week Beckett is going live with ticket grading, and a few people actually, RG, I don't know if he's listening live, but he had uh, saved up quite a few tickets to get graded. So if you guys use the code Luca Nation next week, you'll be able to get a discount, I believe 10% off. When we have Beckett on, or maybe we can ask him, I'm curious what kind of tickets they grade. Because mm-hmm. I was looking through movie tickets that I saved. I have movie tickets from the first couple of years that I went and dated my wife. And I'm talking about like dodgeball opening night ticket. You know, like the dodgeball movie. I got eight mile opening night in Manhattan. Like saw it with friends, eight mile ticket. Like, Involuntary muscle spasms. Like the first one. Pretty I cool. Read it. And I have them because I'm a hoarder. I have them. Uh, I have. I have probably fifty to a hundred. What would you put on the custom line on the slab? Best with, date ever with dodgeball. Yeah, the dodgeball one. I'd be like, dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. That's this date had the six Ds. Another in and out joke. No. No, no. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There's Andrew in a good mood. Optimism. Javi. Woo. Are you going to dance with C Blaz the next time you see him? That's what I want to know. No. Why? He wants to dance with you. He texts me all the time. He's like, can Andrew and I dance? What do you mean? That's pretty straightforward. I don't want to dance with C Blaz. <laughs> I like the kid. He's a nice kid. So then why not? Why insult him and turn down his, his dancing invitation? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I have different I have different dreams. All right. Good enough. Guys, we appreciate you coming in for the live. That was fun. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you tomorrow with the uh, PWCC weekly auction episode. Check out Beck and go say hi. Tell him we sent you. <laughs>